Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to Fightful's Money in the Bank prediction show. I am your host, Stephanie Chase, and joining me today, we are opening the multiverse of wrestling media. Yep, he's cashing in his briefcase, and he's joining me. It is Zach Hiron from the PW Torch. Zach, how are you? Uh, Stephanie, I'm doing good, doing good. It feels good to get this briefcase off my shoulders for the for the first time and uh and join uh and join you here uh on the fightful stream so i'm super excited to be here we got a really great show to talk about too and so uh this will be great thanks for having me yeah i um so i'm currently preparing to go to london i am in liverpool and i will be heading off to london tomorrow morning i think i'm heading off in about like 12 hours if everything wow. works out. Um, I don't think I'll be at the SmackDown show, um, but yeah, I'm super excited. I'm trying to think of everything I need to pack. What does one need to take to Money in the Bank show? What do, What does one need to take to London? It's weird. I used to live in London and going back there for Money in the Bank is going to be, it's going to be pretty fun. Um, I but yeah, that's just, love, yeah. I, I love London. I've been there two times i've got some some good friends good friends from college that live there so um it's been a while but man i you know th this is one of those events where i'm like oh there's a time to do this it's like it's yeah. it'd be this show but just couldn't get it together so i'm super jealous super jealous that you get to go there yeah you love you love uh, london and i love your home of chicago so if, if only we could have swapped but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was super psyched to go. And I was just thinking today that I actually have never been to a WWE pay-per-view, which is like wild. Like my first, my first ever WWE event was when I was a child and they did a house show in Belfast where I'm from. And it was like, not, not the like top of the roster, but it was during that really good time in, uh, in SmackDown when like, you know, Brock was first in it and you had like Kurt Angle. It was that era. And I'd been watching wrestling for so long at that point. And there like hadn't been a show in Belfast or I was too young to know there was a show. And then I finally got to go to that show. And I remember I was so excited and my little brother was there as well. And my mom took me and this like mother and son in front of us but the son was an adult started a fight with the guys in front of them it turned into like an all-out brawl 
and I was there with my little brother and my mom and I remember just thinking as a kid because as a kid you only think of selfish things I was like am I ever going to be allowed to see wrestling live again like I'm sitting telling my mom like it's okay and then this happens on a show but um it was actually kind of good because the um security at the arena then they felt like really sorry for us as this little family that had to witness this it was a pretty violent fall um between like (laughs) a couple of men and one woman they then moved us closer like to the ring um so that was a positive but that was my first ever wwe event and since then i've been to like quite a few live wars live smackdowns i was in a live smackdown in america even um live nxt as well but never a pay-per-view so this is like the first time for me so i can't wait and i think london has like struck lucky getting this show like getting money in the bank i think it's a really good one especially this card and you know i won't just be seeing money in the bank um this weekend i'll be seeing sean lossap as well who's in london and he's having tons of fun like if if you haven't checked out his twitter he has been doing london sightseeing but like all wrestling uh like saying that it's i can't even explain like say he went to like westminster abbey he was looking at different statues but saying that they were different moments in wrestling history um and stuff and it's just been really funny to watch like him see london like through his eyes as someone that you know he hasn't been there and then he just making these really funny wrestling jokes but like i can't wait to see him as well there's gonna be it's gonna be such a party um this weekend but yeah in about 12 hours i'll be just here all by myself and just hanging out while you guys are having all the fun in london (laughs) but well i mean you guys are gonna have a blast you will i mean it's gonna be a good show but you know it's not every day the wrestling world descends on london so it's uh it's it's gonna be exciting but london's getting it twice in one summer like this is what what is totally crazy like we're getting all in in august but we get money in the bank you go so many it's like you go so many years of of nothing and sean in london will experience this but you know it's like they say you wait so long for a bus and then two turn up at once that's what's happening for uh uk wrestling fans like this summer money in the bank and all in but i wanted to ask you um how do you feel about watching what time are you going to be watching the show at like 1 p.m so yeah. it is it is a 3 p.m. Eastern time here. Um, so uh-huh. it'll be 2 p.m. for me. So it'll be 2 p.m. Wow. Central time here in Chicago. So it's it's weird. Like the last the last handful of a well. So Night of Champions was at a weird time. This has been at a, a strange time for me. Um, both WrestleManias were at a different time because I was on the West Coast. So like. That yeah. happened at like 5 p.m. So like the last batch of uh, of WWE pay-per-views that I've either been to or covered or, or both have all been strange times. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's like par for the course now for, for WWE. But I, I will take a Saturday afternoon pay-per-view over something that ends at 11 o'clock at night, any day of the week. Yeah. Call me, call me, uh, call me, uh, call me old or, or what have you, but I like these things kind of wrapping up. A reasonable hour, and uh, it makes for just kind of like a yeah. fun afternoon too. Uh, we've got um, some, you know, because it's a, it's a holiday weekend here, and so we've got friends, you know, coming over, and like kids are out of school, so um, it just should be for a, a, a good uh, a good little afternoon thing. So yeah, but two p.m. two p.m. will be uh, in front of the TV. That's pretty cool. I think for for me, that's the best thing about the shows, the Saudi shows that they do is the time because I'm usually starting a pay-per-view at 1 a.m. Like just Forbidden Door started at 1 a.m. The actual show ended at like 5 at half seven in the morning I was in bed and the press conference was still going on and usually I'm at those AW shows that's the first one I've missed but to experience like their length of show as someone in the UK doing it like UK time it was it's a struggle but 
you know, UK wrestling fans, like we train our, our whole lives just to stay up for these events. So um, it's going to be weird. I think for some of the like US fans experiencing like a, an afternoon pay-per-view or something, it is a shame we can't put them through like an early morning, you know, AM yeah. one like we get, but. <laughs> if the only time we have to suffer that is, uh, is those, uh, those, you know the new japan shows or new japan like yeah i've i've done i've done the early morning thing but it would not be something that i would that i would want to do every single month like like you guys have yeah so you guys just look yeah i mean here's the thing though here's the thing like the wwe now with like their naw for that matter but especially wwe they've got such a global audience and they present mm-hmm. themselves as like a global company they don't have to worry about you know pay-per-view quote-unquote buy rates so it it just makes sense to do these events all around the world you know um and and and, and give you know those fans all around the world whether it's in you know um puerto rico or uh yeah okay or cardiff like you know it it, it Either way, it just makes sense. So I, I think that it's going to be kind of – I think in five years, this type of thing will be more normal for the WWE pay-per-view calendar because they just have such a such a big audience. It, it makes sense to, to serve them in that way. Absolutely. I think if Clash at the Castle, but especially Backlash in Puerto Rico, showed them anything, like you can make such a hot show – by just moving it to a place that doesn't get a pay-per-view often because like that, that crowd in Puerto Rico was amazing and they lifted that. It was a great show anyway, but like they lifted it up and carried it so much. And I think it's going to be the same in London for money in the bank because UK fans are always loud and, um, they love to express themselves in all like different ways, different kind of chants, and they love to latch on to certain people. And I think like the atmosphere for this show is going to be absolutely wild. I think it's going to be even bigger than Clash at the Castle just because it's money in the bank. It just always feels better when we're when we're getting what the Americans get rather than having like something created. Like we're getting like money in the bank. But what is kind of your overall excitement level before we get into the card looking at this card it's a seven match card do you think it's a good card that you're like hot for or do you think they could have done better no i think this is a very good card i think it's a very good card um by money in the bank standards and i and i say that Mm -hmm. because throughout the history of of this event um in a lot of cases not not every year but in a lot of cases they lean on the money in the bank ladder matches to to carry the show um yeah hence the name etc cetera, etc cetera. but you usually see a lot of talent in those money in the bank ladder matches and then the card kind of just sprinkles in around those matches and boom you've got your you've got your event um on this show you've got those two matches happening but you also have really big matches around it too. Seth Rollins mm-hmm. versus Finn Balor. I think they've done a really nice job building. I don't. We'll talk about you know predictions for that later on. But from a build perspective, that's been presented as a as a as a top as a top match. You've got Cody versus Dominic, which again I think you know isn't going to turn many heads in terms of oh, I wonder who's going to win this one. But you know that has been presented as something significant. And then you've got the bloodline civil war like that. I mean, I, you can't overstate how important that, that matches. I mean, the bloodline story has been going on for a long time. Roman Reigns is involved. It's, it's, it's been, you know, a driving factor in business for WWE on television, increasing in a world where ratings are are falling year over year. And, and this story has, is buoyed SmackDown. And so you have that colliding with itself on, on this show as well. Um, so it's not just a two match show. It's not just, it's not going to be just a spot fest, you know, ladder match. There are other things there that are very compelling. Um, and so I think they've, I think WWE has done a nice job here in, uh, in building a card that, uh, that, that, that lives outside the bounds of what, you know, amounts to, you know, stunt matches in, in, in many cases. Yeah. So I, I give it two two thumbs up for sure. 
Yeah, I feel exactly the same. I think with you know the two Money in the Bank matches, they can easily just rest on that. But they've actually given us a card here where every single match makes sense to happen around it. But there's also like, there's no fat on the card. There's no like stuff that's just there for the sake of adding another match. It all like makes sense. All of these matches I want to watch. You know, there's no like bathroom break match to be honest like it all it's all stuff that i want to see and and that's really good we've got you know seven matches we don't need like we don't need 15 matches we just need seven you know good ones with good good storylines so let's get into it um but before we do don't forget guys watching you can get in with your super chats or your humper chats as well like zach barber has done has done and give us your predictions your thoughts on money in the bank so let's start with zach's chat who says how long does the cody dom match last it should last five minutes based on the disparity in skill sets it will probably last 12 to 15 painful minutes well let's start off talking about Cody versus Dominic and let's start with Zach's question Zach how long is Cody versus Dominic gonna last I think you're gonna see this thing go you know I'll say I'll say 14 minutes just to just to, to put an exact number on it but yeah I think it's gonna get its time I mean it's going to get its time the you know from a I, I don't really know how to judge <laughs> skill sets in professional yeah. wrestling because they are, look, they're out there to put on a show. They're out there to put on performance. Um, they're working together. Um, and Dominic and Cody have worked very well together so far. Mm-hmm. They've got polar opposite, you know, gimmicks. Uh, you've got Dominic kind of, being like the, the the scaredy heel who thinks he's a big shot hiding behind uh, hiding behind uh, uh, Rhea Ripley, and you got Cody, who's the kind of the adult in the room who just you know wants to see what Dominic has and wants to fight him and wants to beat him, and 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 I think that plays off each other so well, and Dominic yeah. gets these just great reactions that to me this isn't something you throw out there and try to get try to get it over with um, in in just a few minutes. Like they're gonna milk this thing. It's a Cody like, match, so there's going to be drama. Uh, so this is going to go a long time. You say 14. I'm going to say 16, adding in two extra minutes just for the amount of booze that will come for Dominic <laughs> okay. when they're standing in the ring together. But, you know, what What uh, Zach was saying with his chat here, you know, about their different skill sets, we know, we can admit that Dominic is not the best wrestler in the roster like he's not at Cody's level he's a lot younger than Cody too though um and he's not the best in the mic either but I personally like absolutely love Dominic um to me that stuff is all stuff that he's improving on as he goes I mean when he when he first started he impressed in his very first match and then it quickly became not so impressive but once he got into this judgment day character he's found himself and to me he's one of the most entertaining people in wwe right now just the reactions he can get and how much he's like fully bought in to this character of being this guy being in the judgment day being with Rhea, all of it he's just plays it like 100% and this kind of thing doesn't work unless you're committed and this guy is completely committed and yeah Zach says again Omega versus Osprey this will not be it will not be Omega no. versus Osprey okay but very few matches are let's say that that is the highest of high bars that you could be trying to cross but what it will be I think is a very fun match very entertaining match and Cody, whatever you think of Dominic Mysterio, um, Cody takes wrestling, his storytelling, his art very seriously. And he's going to want to put on a very good match that tells the story that he wants to tell between these two guys. These are two second generation wrestlers, um, you know, with an age gap between them, but both coming into this business carrying like the weight of their own surnames on them. So, you know, this isn't just something like out of nowhere, like two random guys thrown together. Like there is stuff there that 
someone like Cody can absolutely use to make a match that just doesn't have to be Omega Osprey, but can tell a good story, can be fun. And the crowd are 100% going to be into this match. It's honestly the match I'm most excited for. There's going to be so many people wanting to boo Dominic that I was at a house show in Manchester a couple of months ago and like Dominic got heat like no one else. Like Dominic was the biggest heat getter on the show. It was it was wild when he came out and Cody is like the ultimate baby face and seeing how Cody works the crowd and interacts with fans and how he's so personable with fans, even though you know there's thousands of them on one of him, but he's so good at just getting especially young fans and kids like he's he's in it to be their their superhero and he's I think he's perfect opponent for Dominic and I think Dominic's a great like stopover opponent for him as we are on the journey to Cody finishing the story. You I, I can't I can't say much better than that. I mean you're exactly right. And and they like you can count on one hand I think the heels in the wrestling industry right now that get the kind of heat that Dominic does. Um, yeah. And that's important. Like a lot of what happens in a wrestling match doesn't matter if you're getting that kind of, if you're getting that kind of heat, you know? Um, yeah. Because it's all about crowd reaction and he's getting it. And I think, yeah, you want to, I think you want to milk that as for as long as you can. And so I think it's, you know, I think you can make an argument here that like, Oh, you know, let's wait until Dominic is more polished in the ring or he's got more in ring time so that the match can be better. And it's like, you just, you don't know how long, of a shelf life that type of, you know, act has like hopefully a really long yeah. one, but you never know. And so you got to strike when the iron's hot. And so I think going to this match right now is the smart call. It gives Cody something to do that keeps him firmly in the babyface lane. And so th this was a smart way to book both those guys for this show. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do uh, on Saturday. So prediction, Cody or Dominic? Oh, this is so tough because you have the Brock Lesnar thing looming over yeah. Cody. Like, what you know, Cody has this open challenge. The next event is SummerSlam. You know, I would not put it, I would not put it like outside the bounds of possibility that we see Brock Lesnar and somehow Dominic, you know, slithers into a, a victory on this one. That being said, um, I think Cody is still very, very important to just everything that WWE is doing on Monday nights. Um, so even if Brock does get involved, um, I think Cody still gets the win. But I'm going to be kicking myself on Sunday morning after this prediction because I think it could probably go either way. But I'll take I'm going to take Cody just uh, just just because he is the top babyface on Raw. Uh, I'm picking Cody. I think if Dominic wins, people will be absolutely furious. <laughs> <laughs> they will. They will. They will. Uh, okay, next, I'm going to go for one that we'll probably spend like a lot less time on at the Undisputed Women's Tag Team Championships, since they're now unified with the NXT ones. We've got the champions, Sheena Baszler and Ronda Rousey, uh, versus Liv Morgan and Raquel, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. This one, um, I like Sheena and Ronda as a tag team. I think I've always like wanted Sheena and Ronda to, you know, be on screen together as a team. Uh, and I know that's something they've both wanted as well. And I think it's going pretty well. And I actually think it's the best use of Ronda because this one of hers hasn't been the hottest but she still does have like name value and, and cachet. And if they want to do this with the tag team championship, you know, just have one set of women's champions. I think that's a good title for her to hold. And it's good for her to actually be in a tag team with someone where it feels real. Like it's not a thrown together women's team. Like we can believe that Shannon and Rhonda like are actually together. Um, so for this one, I think, I think they're gonna retain. What about you? Do you think it's Liv and Raquel's time? I don't. I don't. I, th I think you're you're gonna see Ronda and Shayna retain the titles here, and I think it's important that they do. The yeah, look, the the the, the, the women's tag division has been 
just messy for so long. It, like the belts flying yeah. around, the belts just entirely forgotten about for months on end. Tag teams that are just kind of tossed together for no reason. Um, and in some cases they work out like Raquel and Liv, but in other cases they they don't. Um, and I, it, it seems to me that like the Paul Levesque regime are going to try to rebuild these titles with them being around the waists of Ronda and Shayna for a long time. And so that they can, yeah. so when they defend them, uh, you know, against uh, a babyface tag team, that's kind of on the rise. Um, they can maybe, you know, maybe move a number with it, maybe not, but at least make it matter when they do. And I think, you know, they just won these titles, not, you know, not that long ago. And so, you know, to take them off, even though, I, you know, even though that, I know that Liv's coming back from an injury. Um, you know, you're going to want that story to kind of come together well uh, as Liv comes back, but I, it's just it's just not the right time. Like those titles need consistency, and they need to be around the waist of the most credible tag team that WWE has in the women's division. And I think that's Ronda and uh, and Shayna right now. I agree with you on that. So yeah, this is um, a situation where I think we'll see the belts stay right where they are. Agreed. Let's stick with the women and go for our first Money in the Bank ladder match prediction. Okay, the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We have Zelina Vega, Zoe Stark, Becky Lynch, EO Sky, Bailey, and Trish Stratus. First, I want to say I really like the lineup of this um, match because I think everyone here makes sense. You've got Zelina like just coming off that great moment at Backlash. You've got the Zoe, Trish, Becky storyline, and then you've got Damage Control, EO, and Bailey. So I like that we have different storylines going into this, and I think this is actually quite a hard one to pick. But how how do you feel about how they've been building this up the past couple of weeks and the, and the storylines going into it? I, I I really like what they've done with this mm-hmm. with this match because of what you just outlined because. There's a lot of storylines that are going on within the match itself, and therefore the match outcome can go a lot of different ways depending on like which story they want to green light after this event yeah. and after and after this match. Like, you know, I think you can if you wanna kind of give the the briefcase to like the the slimy heel who's gonna just run it at the last second and cash it in. Okay. You've got that there with Trish and Zoe Stark. You can play that card. If you want kind of the scrappy underdog baby face to kind of get the big victory and, and kind of have this briefcase to, to lean on Zelina Vega is there. If you want to put it around the waist of a really big star in Becky Lynch, who can make a big challenge uh, for a big match at SummerSlam, you can do that. You've got the EO sky Bailey dynamic. If you want this to be, you know, a prop in that feud. Okay. You can put it that way. And all of those things I think are good outcomes. And I think they make, they make sense. So this, um, I, so I think they just they've done a nice job here, and I think they got to execute. Obviously, in the match, they have to like put on a good match. There's some people in this match that haven't been in, you know, in ladder matches before. Trish, um, Zoe Stark has, has done them, but not you know Money in the Bank. Zelina um, Vega, like this is a very high profile kind of match for her. So no, they got to deliver. I think you know they will, but I, I I like what they've what they've done here, and it's a different kind of class of just a different talent batch than I expected yeah. going into this match. Um, but I, I, I do like what, um, what they've, what they've built and what they've, what they've put together. I think that EO sky is going to be super popular in London based on the reaction she got during her match with Bianca that really like blew everyone's minds. Um, Let's see another chat from Zach here. He says that the women's money in the bank has been defined down after poor treatment of the winners and the stupid fast cash-ins. I have to say, like, I do agree with that. You know, like we're praising here the competitors they've put going into the match, but who knows how it's going to turn out because they do just do fast cash-ins usually with this woman's briefcase. And I think me and Sean were talking about this during our Forbidden Door chat that having the money in the bank briefcase is an easy 
way to build a storyline for someone. And that's something they do struggle with in women's division, but they then just don't use the money in the bank briefcase to do that. So I don't know. Do you agree with that? How they kind of treat the winners? I do. I do. I mean, it's, I think they, it's like WWE likes to have the event, um, but I don't think they necessarily like having two money in the bank winners yeah. <laughs> out there running around yeah. um, at any time, because I mean, it's something that affects the everything else you're going to book. You got to factor that in because that's out there. And so I think they'd like to just, okay, is there a way to get rid of this in a, in a, in a reasonable way? And for the women's side of things, especially in the men's side too, but mo- mainly on the women's side, they've kind of just gone to this right away. So I, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to see this like not be as defined down. And I think, again, as I laid out, like there's a, avenues storyline wise to, you know, have this enhance different things that are happening with these, with the individual stories that are happening with the women in this match. Um but, you know, yeah, if they're going to throw cold water on it and just like, okay, we're going to just have Zelina cash in and, and lose on the same night or, or win for that matter. It's kind of like, okay, you know, it's, it's fine, but it's, it's, it's going to be forgotten about, you know, in, in just in, in weeks. Um, but if yeah. done right, I think any of these stories can really lend itself to having this thing play along longer um, than it typically has. That's what I think is interesting like when you're looking at the winners because say if you go with EO and I think EO has a very good chance of winning because I think she's going to get that that crowd support but there's a story they definitely need to tell there between her and Bailey and like EO versus Oscar would be awesome but you first I think have to go through the damage control storyline like go through the Heron Bailey storyline. So does that mean that then she's unlikely to win because they don't want to hold her, her to hold on to the briefcase that long? Or does that mean she can win and hold on to the briefcase because she'll be doing a different storyline first? And I think that's the same when it comes to either Becky or Trish as well. Like they have this storyline between them. So does that mean that they would get rid of the briefcase immediately to continue on that? Or does it mean that they would hold on to the briefcase like while working through it? But to me, the people that are most likely to win, it's between EO, Becky, and Trish. And Becky and Trish, we haven't talked about that. And obviously Zoe's in there as well. I've really enjoyed that storyline I have to say I've really enjoyed heel Trish I think it's been a really good use of a legend one of like the better recent uses of of a legend it's like she's she's having like a complete second career you know it's like I don't know I did I don't want to say it's like stings running AEW but I only mean that because it's almost like a completely different like run than like their last one, I think it's been awesome. And the play between her and Becky and then getting Zoe involved and elevating her too. But how have you found the Becky and Trish back and forth that we've seen? Oh, it's been, it's been on the high end of what I expected it to be. I mean, Trish, uh, you know, she's, she's never been great on the microphone, um, but she's always been better on the microphone as a, as a heel. Like, I think she has yeah. kind of that heel swagger to her and she's, I think found another layer to that, like with this current yeah. run, um, obviously playing off Becky is going to help that. Um, but that's why you want to have good dance partners when you're, when you're, when you're doing yeah. wrestling angles, because you want to be able to play off the other person. And I think she found as a, like another gear to her kind of heel act, with Becky Lynch. And I think that's um, kind of now rubbed off onto Zoe Stark a little bit too, um, where they can now play off each other. And I think they've got a good dynamic. Zoe has been hit or miss, I think as like cutting promos so far during her time on the main roster. Um, But I think just the, the, the personalities blend nicely together. So I really like what they've done with Trish. I think they've gotten, more out of her than they could have ever imagined. Um, and yeah. she's having 
fine matches too. Like the matches haven't been a total disaster either. And, um, and that's a really good sign. So, um, so no, it, she's been very valuable, I think in this kind of return spot and, um, mm-hmm. you know, she's cast in the right way too. So I said for me, it's between EO, Becky and Trish. And if I have to make a prediction, I'm actually going to go with Trish. I think that Trish, because Becky's already had it. EO, I think her storyline is with Bailey that they'll move on to. I think Trish wins with Zoe helping her. And I think she, I think that she also, I'm not saying like she deserves to win, but I think there'd be something nice about having a woman that wasn't able to win money in the bank before because it didn't exist during their first run you know win that and add that to their resume i think there's something really nice about that um and i think that it would just be a good heel move for her to get one over becky and actually take the briefcase and i think that she'd be a good person to be able to carry it for a while while she does the stuff with becky and then also ultimately lose when she cashes it into and it wouldn't hurt her in the way it would hurt an eos guy i think if she just loses when she cashes in but who who have you got for this one so i'm gonna i'm gonna take eo um Mm -hmm. but it's kind of for like i think a I, i because i can't get over the notion that they're going to let this briefcase linger out there for a really long time. And so what I'm predicting is going to happen here is I think Io's going to win the briefcase and when she goes to cash it in, Bailey is going to step in and that's going to like put a put a bow on, you know, damage control breakup and now you go to that match um and you have that, you know, down the road. So I I think it's going to be Io who wins it, um but I think in short order, maybe not like on Saturday, but in you know a week or so, a week or two, you'll see EO try to cash that in, and Bailey yeah. will be there to screw it up. So I'll take I'll take EO Sky, um, but uh, again, it's not necessarily for the best reason. It's kind of for because the, because of their history in not wanting these out there. I think they'll use it as a as a means to drive a storyline, and 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 less of a means to okay, we're really going to make EO this this super big star. Okay, next we have for the Intercontinental Championship, Gunther versus Matt Riddle. I can't say this is one I'm very invested in, but for an easy prediction, I'm going to say Gunther, not just because he's been a really great champion and I've enjoyed him so much, and I still pinch myself every time I see him on WWE like being used well and presented well like I you know I was watching him wrestle before he was in America and I did I never thought he'd be on WWE TV and it would be like this good so even though he's such a heel I would say Gunther losing in the UK would be a huge mistake after such an amazing title win so far. So I just, I don't see this as like a a big, great rivalry for Gunther. And I think that he wins and moves on. How are you feeling about this one? I feel the exact same. This is, this is, uh, this is your, your, you know, three, four, five minute match. I think. um, Yeah. Of the show, you know, this, this, it doesn't have a huge backstory. Like it's got a little one, but not, yeah. you know, enough, it's got enough of one to put it on the show, but nothing significant in terms of like it getting a lot of time or riddle really being discussed to, to win this match. Like I think Gunther wins this. I think he wins it definitively quickly and, uh, and cleanly. Um, and probably to a babyface reaction is my guess. And so that will be fun to watch. And uh, yeah, Gunther, all the way. Pretty. I'm. If there's one match I'm confident about, it's it's this one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, this one. What about for the World Heavyweight Championship? Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. I don't know who's going to be more popular in this one because I think Finn Balor is popular over here. 
um, because he wrestled so much uh, in the UK before when he was in Japan and before as well. I remember actually going to one of his last matches he had in the UK before he signed with WWE. But then Seth Rollins, fans everywhere love singing Seth Rollins' song. And when I was at that house show recently, that was that. Yeah. It went on for an obscene amount of time because they weren't on TV. So it just could keep going and going and going. And it went on forever. But I think that um, on Raw, I was impressed by by um, Finn and how he was working this storyline, like calling back to when he had to vacate the championship, which is something that I remember so much because I was a fan of his from way back when he was in Japan and someone told me like, hey, there's an Irish wrestler in Japan and I had to go like support my fellow countrymen and I start watching all the Prince Devon matches. And it was a big deal when, you know, when he won the championship and then turning into Raw the next day and knowing that he had to vacate it, it was like super sad. So I love like the that he put things together, you know, with this, with this storyline and how it's kind of that, incident made him like a bad person and not just the incident but but Seth's reaction to it um as well and how he never you know regained it from Seth when he came back from injury but also he never got back to that height sadly too but then on the other hand I feel like Seth feels like he's just using what he's gotten over I this song as a bit of a crutch and I didn't feel like he was giving back as much in the storyline or like justifying himself or anything like that i can't i felt like he wasn't pulling his weight there but how, how has this one been for you so th- this is I'm, I'm just surprised really that they were able to get this as as hot as they as they have because mm-hmm. you know we've seen this match not too long ago like they wrestled um in one of the rounds of the world heavyweight championship tournament um like very recently um, so to kind of get this as personal as it's become, um, I think it was a tough, was a really tough task on part of the booking yeah. and, and the writing. Uh, but I think they got there. I think they did. And leaning on that history, like heavily leaning on their history, you know, as a, as a main foundation for the story was the right call. And I think yeah. it, it generated the personal attachment that you needed um so i really like what they've done here i think you know from for seth's perspective you know you don't know that song you know it's a it's a big reason why he's as over as he is um yeah but i think i think like for a while i was critical of of kind of that popularity because it was like uh this is this is just this is just the song um in the last like two, three months, really like coming out of that Logan Paul win at WrestleMania, I think he's turned it into something more than just the song. And now the song like is a part of his overall act and his overall kind of presentation and not exclusively what makes him popular. I think he's done some good talking um, around, around it. I think he's done some um, some obviously he's had some really good matches around it. Um, so I don't think he's just yeah. like a one note act at this point in time. Um, the other, uh, the other thing is Finn Balor has always had this in him. Like if you watched his, like his work as a heel in new Japan, like he's got like a dark twisted character behind him and he can play like a really, you know, cold heel character when he needs to. And he, and he, and he's brought that out here. And I think it's, served him well and i think it served the um the 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 match well so i i'm gonna take seth rollins here um you know he look he he just won the title i think he's got a lot left to do as as champion um but i picked seth rollins with all the praise in the world for finn balor because i think he's done a really nice job in helping make this match um compelling yeah, I think that, uh, sorry, my camera went out of battery, guys, but hopefully you can still hear me, right? Uh, we can hear you. I'm, I'll, yeah. I'm here. Okay, I'll hold cool. it down. <laughs> I am just changing my battery. But no, I totally agree. And I'm going with Seth on this one because I think that Finn, his, his heel work has been really good. And I think that going forward, it's probably going to be used in a wider Judgment Day storyline that he doesn't need 
the title for and we know you know how impressed wwe has been with the judgment day and i think that yeah i think seth's gonna win and i think that that's gonna make balor like an even angrier heel and even like worse person and yeah. I think that's what we can expect from that going forward. But I think they're going to have a really great match, though. And I think the crowd reaction is going to be pretty interesting because I do think that that Balor has like support over here. But God, that song, that song just like gets people. Like that song <laughs> just it does. gets like, people so much. It does. It really does. Like I don't, I'm going to be really curious to hear your take on the song, like um, at a big show like this in a with a big crowd like this too to see just how much yeah. it is the song or is it Seth that that's as uh, you know as over as it seems like he is and so it'll be really interesting to hear your take kind of after the fact um when uh when the show's all said and done to hear kind of I feel like I feel like when we're all leaving the O2 and everyone's getting on the tube that's what people are going to be singing is that song <laughs> yes and yes like I can because you know it's always something um it's always something like over here if you go to a show in London even if it's just a house show people are always singing on the tube on the way home uh, and it's definitely gonna be that song and that is not what I <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna enjoy that <laughs> at all but I think I'm also gonna have to deal with it because that song is just so crazy over and it's so easy to sing too that uh yeah absolutely i think i'm back yeah. oh i am back yes okay i hope that doesn't happen again it's so hot in here that it just overheated let's <laughs> move on we've got two matches left so let's go with the men's money in the bank ladder match we have ricochet shinsuke nakamura la knight santos escobar damian priest booch and Logan Paul, and we will start with another super chat from Zach. Thank you very much. Who says, Logan Paul in the Men's Money in the Bank match hurts the match. He is not a pro wrestler. He's just a YouTube D-bag who pops in every four to six months. What? Do you agree? I have to say, yeah. I don't agree because I know that Look, when Logan came in, a lot of people were skeptical, but I think that guy has proved himself. He's, I know he's not busting his ass on Raw every week, but when he shows up, he's been really, really good. He's been so impressive. He's learned, he's learned what he needs to know to do these type of matches. And I mean, I think he's going to go in there and like, really put on a great show so i don't mind him being in, in this match at all and i haven't i haven't minded anything that they've done with logan to be honest i think he's been really good and he gets wwe a lot of attention and that's what they want and if wwe can get more mainstream attention and you know chase that attention that they've always been after but if they can do it using someone that's actually good and entertaining then I'm all for it because I know Zach we have lived through some pretty shit celebrities being put oh, into yeah. matches but Logan Paul I don't think is one of them no he's not he's not uh no. and he's especially not when he's cast as a heel like I think you could make an yeah. argument that it was weird to watch him you know when he's trying to play this babyface role that never made any lick of sense. Um, but now yeah. that he's a heel, like he's a good, he's a good act for them. Like pro wrestlers come from everywhere. They're not, yeah. they don't always, good pro wrestlers do not always come from, you know, the indie scene or people have been working 15, 20 years on the road. Like they just come from anywhere. And if you can get reactions and you can work and you can do your thing, like, that that's that's what matters that's what matters and he has proven that he can do that like he he really yeah. has i mean he can talk he's he taking this seriously yeah yeah you're right his performances are, are on par with what you uh expect to see during during the yeah. during any match that, that he's had um so so no i think he's gonna make the match exciting i think he's gonna add an element to the match that 
it wouldn't have otherwise, which is somebody that people really don't want to see win this thing. Like, and I think that's going to make the match really, really fun um, because people don't want to see him win. And so I think that's going to, that's going to drive a big chunk of, uh, of the, of the match itself. So no, I, I think it's a smart match for him to be in, to be frank, you know, he just can show up, he can do some big spots and, 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 and that's that. So I think, um, no, this, he, he's, he's one of, if not the best celebrity that they've ever had, uh, bad bunny yeah. being a close second, if not ahead of him. but no, this is, this is, this is just fine. And, and this is what WWE does. You know, they're going to, they're going to ride this thing until the wheels fall off for sure. Yeah. So I think there's some people in this match that don't really have a chance of winning and they're probably not like worth focusing on like Ricochet. I don't think Shinsuke is taking this or Butch. Santos, I feel like has a bit of a chance. Um, Damien, Damien is a hard one because I feel like he could, but I feel like it's honestly either they give it to Logan as like, a shocker Logan wins and the attention that would get, or they go with the guy that everyone's getting behind LA Knight. But the problem is they're organically getting behind LA Knight. So I don't know if that's what they want. Um, what do you think? I, I would really love to see LA win it. And let's talk about like being over in the UK. LA Knight is going to be so over. Is he really like, you think he's going to get a, uh, stronger than usual reaction like, yeah why would you say that because i think that the uk fans are like very plugged in um because it takes it takes effort to be a wwe fan in the in the uk like more um than it does you know if you're in the us just with like the the time differences it, and it, it just okay. not not being like as mainstream so they're usually more like plugged in they kind of like they're more um they they don't always tow the company line and i think they'll see the reactions that la knight's been getting they might hear that it's kind of not meant to be um and decide that he's the guy and also like he's a guy that was an impact you know for quite a while like the last time he was in the uk was when he was with impact and um we really loved impact over here for a while but yeah i, I think that the reaction to la night's going to be huge in london i think yeah, yeah. so that I mean that'll what, be a really interesting see, thing to see them kind of navigate i i agree with you like i think it's like a two-man race like i think it's either going to be uh-huh. la night or it's going to be logan paul um i my prediction here is based on it's really based on like the future of LA night more than anything. And I, as much as like a money in the bank win would be cool to see. I just, I don't know that there's like a good Avenue for him as the money in the bank winner. Like to me, like, I don't know. I don't see him cashing in on Seth Rollins. You know, that doesn't really make a lot of sense because I mean, you could, you could make it make sense, but I think like the, you know, he, he's a, he's a budding baby face, you know, and you've mm-hmm. got Seth who is like a firmly planted baby face. And I don't know that you want that to like collide yet. Yeah. And then on the other side, you've got Roman Reigns who is kind of, you know, I don't know that LA Knight's really ready to go into that world yet. Um, just cause we haven't, you know, he, he's got to sustain some of that popularity for a little while. And so I don't know if he's ready for that, that either. So I, to me, like the better move for LA Knight and to get him over as much as you can is probably to not saddle him with money in the bank. Um, just mm-hmm. because that way he doesn't have to do any jobs that you don't want him to do. He's not going to be the guy that cashes in and loses to Roman Reigns or something weird like that. You just don't have to worry about it. And he can continue his kind of organic rise you know, to the top. Um, yeah. and I also think if Logan Paul wins, which is my prediction, I think Logan Paul is going to win. Oh, okay. I think if he wins, like, like LA Knight gets a little extra over because of that, because like the evil big bad heel steals the belt or steals the, the win away from LA Knight. Like 
I think LA Knight's on an upward trajectory that that's just going to kind of give him a little more momentum to get the audience behind him. So I think Paul's going to win this. I think, as you mentioned, Stephanie, they like the attention that he brings. He's going to have that briefcase all around the damn world. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think <laughs> I think we're looking at a Logan Paul money in the bank reign of terror here in the next. Oh, my gosh. In the next few days. That's what I'm that's, that's think... my prediction. That's my prediction. Okay, I think that I want I want LA Knight to win. I know that. I actually think it's going to be Damian Priest um, and then Balor losing to Seth, Damian winning the briefcase, and Damian saying to Balor that he can get the job done that Finn didn't, and then those two having a feud before Damian ultimately does it. But do you see any chance of uh, the men cashing in on the night? Um, yeah, I do. I, I think you can make an argument for any, any of them, anybody who wins that match to cash in on Seth. Like, I don't, I don't think yeah. you're going to cash it on Roman at all. Uh, unless it's like, unless it was, you know, Cody or something like that, but it's not him. So yeah, it's not going to happen. So no, I think, but I could see Logan Paul cashing in on Seth. I can see Damien Priest cashing in on Seth. If LA Knight wins it, I could, you know, I could see him doing it too. I think that'd be a mistake, but I could see it happening. So, so absolutely. I think that could be, you know, an avenue again, historically, they don't like having two of these things out there for a long period of time. So priest, that's a good, it's a good prediction. It's a good pick to have it go down that way. Okay. We've, we have come to the final match of the night. The bloodline civil war, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus the Usos. Jimmy and Jay. So don't forget, guys, to get in your predictions in the chat. And also tell us what match you think will steal the show um, on the night as well. And you can send in the super chats and I will read them out. But Zach, you are uh, a storyline man. You love to dissect what's going on. Has this been pure cinema for you? The bloodline (laughs) storyline, Smackdown every week, directed by Scorsese? Or how have you... (laughs) felt the build has gone with we're finally getting it here roman you know facing off with his cousins he's got solo on his side like are you invested are you fully in on the bloodline story yes absolutely this has been good this has been really great stuff i mean they haven't hit home runs every time out um i was critical on the pw torch after show last week of the kind of the the promo that the Usos cut coming out of the big turn two weeks ago, but it doesn't change just the reality of the success that this story has been for, for WWE. And now, you know, it's going to go in a different direction. Now it's the, 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 you know, the bloodline blowing up and the war within it and not so much it's dominance over the company. So it's like, you know, it's like act two or act three. You know, that's what we're that's what we're seeing here. Um, all the players involved here continue to, to do a, a wonderful job. I mean, yeah. Roman Reigns, you know, what he means to the story, I think, is more significant than than we talk about. Because, yeah. you know, Jay and Jimmy and Solo and Paul Heyman, you know, they all play they all play well within this story, but they play even better when they're working opposite opposite Roman Reigns. So he is a very important part of the story and continues to kind of play that. Jimmy and Jay, the same, and Solo, the same. Um, now we get to see it all all collide together. And I, the strength of this match is that you don't know which way it's going to go. You can make yeah. compelling arguments either either way. Um, you know, with, with Jimmy and Jay kind of stepping up and winning or – you know, Roman Reigns further kind of solidifying himself as the, uh, you know, whatever you call it, the, the tribal chief and, and, and getting, and getting that, getting that victory. So they've built something really good here. And I'm, I think you could have probably milked, you know, the bloodline being on the same page longer if you mm-hmm. wanted. Um, but I think it takes a lot of like booking, like booking guts to go, no, you know what, we're going to, we're going to make moves in this story and with this angle 
before it, things start to get super stale. Like there's a yeah. confidence in that. And I think that's what they did here. They said, look, we don't want this to get stale before we do all the turns. So let's, let's just do it now. And, and let's, let's, let's get this thing going while it's, while it's hot. And um, that's where they're at with this. And so I'm going to take, um, I'm going to take uh, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa in this one. I think <laughs> I'm not confident in this prediction, but I think okay. it makes sense for like, cause like, cause look, what you're looking for like the Usos to get like their big win right at the end. Like either if it's a, we don't know yet whether it's going to be as a tag team or if some, one of them is going to beat Roman for the title, but surely this isn't going to be the last time that these guys square off with Roman Reigns in some capacity. Yeah. So I think you give a lot away um, if you give them the win first. Like it's like they just climb the mountain in one little quick jump um, if if they get the win here. And I think they, you know, I think the, you want to see them suffer a little more and jump through more hoops and fight a little more opposite Roman in this, in this civil war. So the only way to do that is to put Roman and Solo over here. So I think they win. And, you know, we see other iterations of this battle all throughout the rest of the summer um, and into the fall. And, and maybe, you know, some kind of, um, I don't know, maybe some kind of war games match, like like between the two sides. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, you could go a lot of different directions. But I think you got to, you know, Us- the Usos need something to overcome in order to get to those other matches. And so the only way to do that is to put Roman over here. So I think him and, uh, him and Sokoa take it. I definitely get, you know, I understand what you're, what you're saying that this, ha- this has to continue. Not that it has, will continue. we, it, it will, but I do feel like with the Usos, you know, given that they lost the tag team titles and given that Roman is the most dominant man in like the entire world i feel like the usos have to win by pinning solo like to get something like to make them worth worth roman like continuing the fight with and not dismissing yeah. so i feel like you know if, if solo eats a pin they can they are able to say that they won the match but roman is able to say well, you didn't beat me because that's impossible right. You know, so he, they get something like that they can talk about, but he's got that like in his back pocket. But I mean, the feud is nowhere close to ending. And this is, I don't know if we're on a new chapter, like a full new book after this, but it's certainly going to be very exciting to, to have this big bloodline match like in London. And I'm very glad that we're, we're getting it. Um, You know, like you said, it's been a really well-told story, and I have to say that I will never like dunk on WWE for telling a story for a really long time because there was so long that all I wanted was a long-term story from them. Um, <laughs> right. And this has been an extremely good one, and I've loved it, and I'm I can't wait to see the civil war between them. But yeah, I'm going I'm going for the Usos for this one. Okay, no, I, like I said. The best part about this is you don't know. And I think that's really cool. And I think the scenario that you laid out, it also gives like Roman another, another layer too. Cause like he hasn't really had to chase anything as a heel. And so him kind of becoming a little unhinged if they lose and like having to chase down the Usos for like another match could be yeah. potentially interesting to watch on a week to week basis if it, if it goes that way. So, you know, uh, so yeah, yeah. Any chance Roman gets pinned? Like Sean's in the chat saying that Roman was last uh, lost by pin or submission TLC 2019. It's been that long. I don't yeah. think we see Roman being the one to take the fall in this match. Do you, oh God, no! Can you no, see no, no, Roman? No, no, no. no I really no. Can't. that. I mean, that no. can't. That can't. I mean, like, I mean. I, look, it's WWE, so I wouldn't. I, I, you can never say never, and there's been yeah probably worse booking decisions than that. But no, like that is a that is like a just a prized 
possession of a of a booking tool that that WWE has right now. Who's going to mm-hmm. be the person that pins Roman Reigns? And maybe it will be one of the Usos. I don't know, but yeah. not going to happen in a tag team title tag team match. No way. No. Okay, guys, we have done it. Money in the Bank 2023 coming from London on Saturday. I'll be there. Sean will be there. Sean is in the chat when he is in London. Sean, you should be back out at Westminster or something now visiting (laughs) Big Ben. I don't know. (laughs) I hope you're not sitting in your hotel room. Sad that you're not on screen with us here, Sean. Oh, it's Rob pretending to be Sean. Okay, he's using Sean's account there. Um, I was just feeling really sad at the thought of Sean just sitting in his hotel room watching us on YouTube when he could be having fun. Um, but Zach, thank you so much for joining me. Um, you guys, you got to go subscribe to the PW Torch on YouTube. Zach and Tyler Sage do so much great work there. Um, and I pop up on there too. But Zach, thank you so much. And please take a minute to tell um, all the viewers where they can find you and how they can follow you and plug all your stuff please thank you so much for having me this has been a blast and uh, happy to join you anytime i appreciate you asking um you guys can follow me on twitter uh, at z Haydorn torch i appreciate that um i always love chatting with everybody about wrestling and also as stephanie said go to the pw church youtube channel we've got we're live almost every day on that channel um talking the news of the week, previewing shows, reviewing shows. We have our flagship um, show on Friday afternoons. That's called the Fireside Chat with me and Tyler uh, and a a variety of guests at certain times as well. I'm talking just the news of the week with you. We take your questions, we take your comments, we we break down everything that has happened in the the last week. And um, since we've launched the YouTube channel, it's (laughs) – We've seen the retirement of Vince McMahon, a brawl backstage at at AEW, and I've had a ton of different things to talk about. So it's been really fun. So yeah, so head over there, just search PW Torch on YouTube, subscribe, hit the notifications so you know that we're live. And then of course, um, you know, head over to pwtorch.com. We've got a wonderful team of contributors, Stephanie included, um, that work really hard to deliver great content on that site. You can find my uh, written work there every single day. Um, and I think it's uh, if you loop that into your kind of wrestling fix of the day, you'll be happy that you did. So that's all at pwtorch.com. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Go follow Zach on Twitter. Go subscribe um, to the Torch on YouTube. It's a really great channel, and and they've worked so hard in like building it up. So absolutely, go check it out. For me, you can go find me on Twitter at Stephanie M Chase. You can go find me on YouTube, Stephanie Chase Wrestling. What have I done this week? I put up a review of Fight Forever, AEW's first video game. I am not a video game expert, but I've spent all week playing that game, and I did a review that is less about the kind of technical video game side of it and more just like as a fan of aw who's been waiting what three years for this game like was it worth the wait is it fun to play so go check that out um i'll be at money in the bank i'm gonna do like a vlog on that as well i'm gonna be recording a dynamite review later too so make sure you subscribe to me but thanks everyone that watched everyone that left a comment thank you for the super chats as well we appreciate them all um and i'll catch you next time. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.